Hello and welcome to the Art of Health podcast where we dive deep into the art of unlocking your true potential and transforming your health aesthetics and performance. I'm your host Marie Steffen, health and fitness coach with over a decade of experience in this field. And in this podcast, I'll be sharing my personal best tips, valuable insights and the wisdom gained from coaching thousands of people just like you. Welcome back to another episode. And you probably bring many goals into the new year regarding your fitness journey, but haven't reached them how you wanted to or have gone through frustrating moments that led you to quit striving toward your goal. So today I want to guide you through a five step goal setting process that is probably different from the way you used to try to reach your goal. And in addition, I've created a free goal setting journal to download and fill out after you listened or while you're listening to this episode. Before I reveal the five steps to approach your goal, I would like to take a moment to express my gratitude for my partner AG1. Over the past three years, AG1 has become an integral part of my morning routine and I genuinely look forward to it each day. My journey with AG1 began when I was on the quest for a truly foundational supplement that not only tasted great, but also offered the convenience without the need for swallowing pills. I was seeking a high quality product that could provide me with all the essential nutrients to kickstart my day feeling at my best. That's when I discovered AG1, a science-driven blend of vitamins, minerals, good bacteria, antioxidants and whole food source ingredients. After personally experiencing the remarkable benefits of AG1, I'm thrilled to have them as a sponsor of this podcast. My morning ritual involves mixing AG1 with a scoop of chocolate protein powder and cold water. And because I'm such a routine person, I carry AG1 with me wherever I travel because we travel quite frequently and I want to ensure and have the confidence that I'm supporting my energy, metabolism, focus and oxidative stress resilience of my cells. And for our listeners and viewers, we have a special offer. You can access AG1 along with AG1 travel packs and vitamin D3 plus K2 drops through the link provided in the top right corner of this video or the description and show notes of the audio podcast. Vitamin D plus K is particularly valuable during those darker days when we don't receive as much sunlight. Additionally, AG1 is suitable for various dietary preferences including vegan, gluten-free, egg-free, sugar-free, nut-free and dairy-free diets. So you can enjoy its benefits knowing it aligns with your dietary choices. But now let's continue with today's topic, five steps to start your fitness journey to guarantee successful outcomes. Step number one is of course to identify your goal. Now this sounds easy, but many people set goals incorrectly by phrasing them in a way that is too generalized. We must be specific about what we want and the exact steps. If you write down, for example, that you want to get fitter, chances are high you won't reach your goal because it's not tangible. What does fitter mean to you? How do you assess if you have gotten fitter? So we need to get very clear about what we want exactly. But I also don't want you to spend too much time 
thinking about the goal. Start with the three main goals that you want to tackle in the next three months. If you then realize a goal doesn't seem to be important anymore for you or another goal pops up, allow yourself to reframe it after three months. In fitness, we can set goals in the three main categories that I have listed in your free goal journal. Aesthetic goals, performance goals and health goals. The goals of each category can overlap and influence each other positively, but they can also harm each other. That's why we have to be thoughtful about what we want most and what we want to achieve first, because it might be that it's strategically not the best way to try to accomplish all of your goals simultaneously. Here are two examples. Let's say your aesthetic goal is getting leaner and losing body fat. Your performance goal is training for a half marathon and your health goal is getting your period back or a regular cycle. We have a few conflicts here because losing body fat requires being in a caloric deficit, which is harmful to a performance goal that requires proper fueling and it's also counterproductive to get a regular cycle. In this case, you need to prioritize your goals and I recommend prioritizing them in favor of your health goals. Another recommendation is to focus on one goal in each area. When I get a client request, they write down their goals and this often looks like this. Aesthetic goals, building muscle and losing body fat. Performance goals, learning a pull-up, handstand and push-ups. And health goals could be something like improving the relationship with food. These are all incredible goals, but they are less likely to be achieved all at once because consistency is required in all of these areas. And you probably only address each goal to 10% instead of one focus area to 100%. So choose one goal in each area that won't influence each other negatively. This helps you to reach it faster and once you reach that goal, you can maintain it and focus on the next goal. This way you will stay much more motivated because you can expect a higher success rate. If you don't know which goal you should choose, download my free goal guide, which you will find in the description below and in the show notes to make smart decisions about the following steps to get you where you want. The second step is to identify your why behind that goal. This differentiates a goal from a wish. A goal is something you are really willing to work for, while a wish is something that you wouldn't say no to and is nice to have, but you're not really ready to put some effort in. If someone asks me, for example, if I want to have a huge house with a swimming pool, I wouldn't say no. But at the same time, it's not a goal I would actively want to work towards right now. Setting your goals ignites the fire and knowing your why keeps it lit. Identifying your why behind a goal is the most critical part of the goal setting process because the motivated state you're in when thinking of all the great things you want to achieve won't last forever. You will face challenging situations and your why is a constant reminder of why you're doing all the things that will feel sometimes great, but also sometimes challenging and out of your comfort zone. So you will see in your goal setting journal a column on the right side of your goals where you can write down your why best expressed in a feeling. For example, your goal is to lose two kilograms of body weight. And on the right side, you write down how you feel when you achieved 
losing two kilos. This could be, I feel confident and light. Or when I achieved my first pull-up, I feel proud of myself and empowered to learn new skills to have more fun in training. By writing down the feeling you will embody, your motivation will stay much higher in difficult or frustrating moments along your journey. We can connect to a feeling much more than something materialistic. Beam yourself whenever you can into the emotion you want to feel so you're more likely to align your behaviors to make your desired goal a reality. After we tapped into our emotions, we will move forward with step number three, where we want to reflect on our past behaviors to not repeat the same mistakes. Now you have the chance to recognize your mistakes or behaviors that contradicted your goals and reframe them. On the next page, you can write down what you have already done to reach your goal and why this behavior or these actions didn't lead you toward your goal. Let's say you tried a dieting program where you were supposed to eat 1200 calories and you couldn't stick to it because of extreme cravings that you experienced after the first couple of weeks. Then you can write down on the left side, I was under eating and I was looking for the shortcut which led me to overeat having extreme cravings and it wasn't sustainable for me. Making yourself aware of the things you already did but didn't work for you and why makes it easier to break a cycle and look for sustainable action steps for your whole life. Once we figured out what didn't work for you in the past, we will frame your expectations. What we believe how fast we should make progress can lead to frustration if we a don't know what good progress looks like and b if our investment and actions don't align with the goal we want to achieve if you don't know what progress is in your weight loss and muscle building journey or regarding your performance goals like gaining strength more flexibility or increasing your endurance then listen to one of my previous how to assess progress series which i link in the description down below this video and B is about your investment and actions. Many people just start approaching a goal and when they don't reach it, they quit, not knowing that their investment didn't align with what they wanted to achieve. That's why we want to clarify the actions you are willing to take to reach that goal to avoid frustration. In your goal journal, you will see a box where you can write down the actions you are willing to take and what you're not willing to give up. This is what I always ask my clients at the beginning of our collaboration so that I can create their plans according to their willingness to invest and explain to them what they can realistically expect. For example, your goal is to lose body fat and you're willing to work out two times a week for one hour, you're willing to have one meal prep day a week, and you're not willing to give up on having a glass of wine on Saturdays with your husband and a piece of cake at your parents' house on Sundays. In that scenario, I would tell a client, okay, great, you don't have to give up on these things, but we need to make sure that everything around this is in place for you to lose weight. An example where I would tell you that your willingness of investment is not enough 
if you want to learn a freestanding handstand with no experience in six months and can dedicate one training session to your handstands. This could happen, but it's very, very difficult to see progress that fast with one handstand session a week. So writing down what you are not willing to give up doesn't always mean you can't reach your goals. It's obviously dependent on the things you are not willing to change and how much change your goal requires. This part is more for you to get clarity on what you want, how you want to achieve your goal and being honest with yourself. When this part is done, it's time to choose only three goals of the ones you wrote down on the first page that you want to focus on in the next three months. Of course, you can also only focus on one goal, but I don't recommend choosing more than three goals at a time. Write the actions necessary to reach that goal below and ensure it's clear and specific. What are you doing? How often are you doing this? How long? When are you doing it? And when do you want to accomplish this goal by? If you don't know exactly what you must do to reach your goal, you can also write down seeking a professional coach or nutritionist. This is also an action step that would lead you toward your goal. My coaching spots are currently full, but if you want to get on my one-on-one -on -one coaching waitlist, then simply fill out the form in the description below this video or in the show notes of the audio podcast. You will also find my workout and nutrition app there, which will help you to build muscle, lose body fat and reach your performance goals. Once you wrote down your action steps, we move on to step four, preparing for challenges. This is what hardly anybody does. Challenges always come, no matter if you like them or not. You will have moments where you have no energy. You will have days where your child is sick and you can't go to the gym. You will have moments where you feel like eating a whole chocolate bar. You will have moments when you don't have much time to meal prep. Of course, not everybody faces the same challenges. That's why you should write down the challenges that you have already faced in the past and the ones that might come with striving toward your goal. On the left side, you will write down how you will conquer those challenges. For example, having a quick recipe in your pocket that doesn't require cooking or listening to music when you don't feel motivated and remembering your why. Or when you ate the chocolate bar you didn't want to eat, you can write down that you won't punish yourself and will move on with your regular meals. Writing down predicted challenges and solutions before they come up will ensure you will stay on track even if you can't always stick to the plan to 100% because that would be very unrealistic. A plan guides you toward your goal but there must be room for flexibility to avoid black or white behaviors. Challenges also come with limiting beliefs, which is a big topic that I at least want to address briefly in this episode. A limiting belief is usually rooted in our childhood or past circumstances that taught us that we couldn't do something. My former math teacher, for example, told me in fourth grade that I would never be good in math 
but later it turned out that I was pretty decent in math and chemistry and even had both subjects as special subjects when I did my Abitur, which is comparable to high school in the US. Luckily, I could break the belief he planted in my head when I was around eight or nine, thanks to my mom and sisters, who reframed the belief for me and told me that I could achieve anything if I work hard for it. And you might have a similar story, but identifying those limiting beliefs is difficult so just try to be aware of negative thought patterns and start to question them in the next weeks in your journal you will see a box where you can write down the limiting belief that pops up in your head all the time and right next to it you write down the new belief you want to embody even if you don't believe it right away i recommend reading it every day until you one day adopt and act upon your new thinking patterns you can also search on google or pinterest for affirmations and write down the ones that resonate most with you then finally step number five is to document your current status quo for aesthetic goals you should take form pictures of your front side and back view and it's also worth taking your circumferences and note your body weight for performance goals you can write down your current numbers for example your current maximum number of pull-ups you can do if your goal is to improve in those and since this is a common goal i would like to mention that i have a pull-up skill program in my workout app which is the approach i worked with all my clients who achieved their first pull-up or multiple reps or you may have a flexibility goal and want to increase the range of motion in a particular movement in that case i recommend recording a video or taking a picture of your current maximum range but as i already mentioned at the beginning of this episode i recommend you listening to my how to assess progress series to know how to judge your progress fairly lastly for goals that address improving your body image and eating behavior but also for any goal i recommend making notes of your feelings so write down your current feelings triggers insecurities and beliefs like uncertainty and feeling weak, being afraid to implement a rest day, feeling lost, stressed and feel of gaining weight, or you might carry the fear of not getting satisfied after a meal, feeling insecure in your abilities to lose weight, all these things. And then you can write down in three months the feelings you have then and compare what shifted in yourself, not only externally. Again, a feeling is what we are ultimately striving toward and is the biggest driver for taking actions that bring you out of your comfort zone. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me on another The Art of Health podcast episode. As I wrap up today's topic on the five-step goal-setting process for a successful fitness journey, remember that being specific is key when identifying your goals whether they are aesthetic performance or health related choosing goals that align and prioritizing them ensures a higher success rate understanding your why behind each goal becomes your constant motivation guiding you through challenging moments reflecting on past mistakes framing realistic expectations dealing with action steps in your journey will pave the way for progress 
Lastly, preparing for challenges and addressing limiting beliefs equips you with the tools needed to overcome obstacles on your fitness journey. So take a moment to document your current status quo and use my goal setting journey to unlock all the goals that you want to achieve in the next year. And one last thing to make your journey even easier, I have exciting news for you. I will train with you here on YouTube in January. If you haven't seen it already, then check out my follow along playlist with effective and fun workouts that increase your strength and flexibility and that you can do at home. I just felt the calling to do this since I like to train at the gym and sometimes at home too. And as I got many requests for home workouts, especially for mobility routines, I've used my December to record a lot of content for you. So check out my home workout schedule in the description below. And that said, stay tuned for more podcast episodes and workouts on this channel. Until next time, stay strong, healthy and flexible.